and hello and welcome to Some Guys One Mike. This is the first episode following the Game of the Year Awards, which is going on the list of the UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Sites. Yes. Sites. It, it does include websites as well. Ah, okay. It says something of 2014, so <laughs> thankfully it's, uh, we, we're included on it. Actually, we should, we should pitch that idea. You know, they, they they make a part of it as actually like websites, like important websites. <laughs> 4chan, Neogaf, Reddit. Yeah, exactly. Imgur. Anyway, right. um, as as you have heard, we Red have <laughs> we have Chesco, the molester, back <laughs> on the show. And for the first time on our show, we have Demis Farujov, the founder of PS Blog Malta, who is formerly known as Demis. Yes, as uh, it's actually Demi, I guess. No. no, 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 no. It's not Demi. It's Demis. And Demise. Matthew, fuck you for that. <laughs> Demis. So. <laughs> anyway, this show is gonna be quite fruitful, as fruitful as mine ads in winter. Um, uh, we're gonna basically have a short news segment, as short as just goes dick. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and as you might have noticed, Chesco <laughs> I can't, is on. I can't follow that up. <laughs> Chesco is severely hungover, and thankfully the Godzitans are not here. Thank God. <laughs> Divine intervention. Uh, basically, Gozo has been quarantined off, <laughs> as uh, there was a huge Ebola pandemic. It's Godzitan Ebola, so. I don't know uh, how to say this, but yeah, thank you, God. Yeah, and apparently the sheeps are no longer white. Yeah. Rumor has it as well. They're green. Exactly. Mm. Anyway, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, let's start off with the... That's the first. What? <laughs> oh, that's hurt, actually. <laughs> I can't even up. Can you pass me the coffee? <laughs> so, let's start off with the news. Anyway, first news, first things first, um, Wolf Among Us Season 2 has been officially announced to be, not Season 2, Episode 2 actually, is launching this February. Um, uh, it was quite peculiar to why it took um, uh, a whopping three months to hit the shelves. I mean, they walking uh, Telltale games usually take a month for each episode to hit the digital shelves, and it was quite strange how uh, how it got that delay. Might it be that um, Telltale have too many projects for 2014? I mean, they have Borderlands. <laughs> that look on your face, Jesco. <laughs> <laughs> they have Borderlands, um, uh, their point-and-click um, title. They have uh, HBO's Game of Thrones, their interpretation, and Season 2 of Walking Dead, which is an ongoing project. So they have a lot of titles coming out in 2014 and not enough time, I guess. It's stuff like this that will make a game overshadowed. Uh, by that I mean that if you leave three months or two months, uh, if we're at that, um, people will tend to forget about the game. Tend to lose interest, I guess. And yeah. they will lose interest and forget the storyline. Yep. So, 
it it might work against yes. them that that they they took upon themselves to. That's where good marketing then goes, in. Right? Exactly. Case in point, for example, GTA. I mean, they took you know forever to actually you know. But GTA never is never linked between one another. This is the difference between this. Because let's take GTA. Imagine if GTA was split into ten episodes, and it took one year between each episode. You by the time the the second episode came out, you would forget the fucking. What I was actually gonna say is that GTA, for example, okay, I understand the fact that they're not actually linked together, but you know, Rockstar has have invested so much into advertising, similar to what Chesco yes, said. Of course, they, that they, you know they can act, they can actually afford you know so as to take their time it, to it, actually announce it, a game. It could actually be like done on purpose that it creates anticipation. And True. It creates um, with with GTA. It works. It oh, works right. really but well. Even with um, I mean, for example, titles like um, or stories like um, uh, The Walking Dead. Which which is, has already or Game of Thrones, which already has like a, a very big fan base. So it's, you start leaking purposely screenshots and like um, gameplay footage, for example. Um, it all adds to the to the anticipation and to the hype. So it could be like done on purpose. No, but no. this was not on purpose. Uh, I mean, they have uh, stalled away actually developing the second episode uh, for about two months out of the three just because they said they had other projects in the works yeah, well that's not an excuse basically exactly it's like saying to your boss oh, i'm sorry i can't meet this deadline yeah. because you know i'm still caught up from last week's work so yeah. you know you can't you can't do that i mean they should have expanded the team the, yeah. the, the team and uh, of course um give uh, a priority to the games the seasons that have already started i mean uh, there's walking dead and uh, um, the wolf among us working in tandem with each other so why not give them the importance i mean the walking dead was a game of the year yep for uh, for 2012 by us by ign by everyone i think they they took over 85 game of the year awards which is which is cool but yep. i don't know Anyway, um, another big news is that uh, SimCity, one of the most popular simulator titles ever made, um, has officially gone, will officially be going offline with the next update, uh, Maxis have confirmed. Basically, the last SimCity, for those of you who might have not known, um, uh, the last installment on SimCity was an always online title. Now, the problem with that is not everyone has internet and not everyone wants an always online game. So, initial sales were a catastrophe, to say the least. And even though it took them six months to accept the fact that yes, it was a catastrophe, um, uh, they only recently announced that they have been working on it. So... It's what about eight months in the in the game's life, and now they decided to to do something about it. But I believe that I, I believe I can touch my crown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe that EA were the people responsible to forcing them into doing an offline mode. And obviously to continue adding further damage to EA's reputation, especially in the US, I guess, you know, this is another thing added to their list, I guess. Eh? Yeah, yeah. 
It is. Well, they it have is. been they have been ranked. It, for... it is a huge franchise. Uh, you you don't expect that kind of move. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it damages the core, your core market. And also, you know, EA over the past couple of years have been you know always renowned as you know being the worst company ever. They took four years in a row. The worst company in the United States. Yeah, I know. Four times in a row. Uh, you never know, dude. I mean, they could actually be on the bucket list, you know, reach four times in a consecutive, you know, being the worst company. Yes. They actually managed to get that. So, you know, congrats. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. I feel sorry for the employees. I actually remember playing, like, um, PlayStation 1 and watching the intro to Medical Fallen, the first one and the second one. And there was, like, that uh, animation of EA and... Uh, <laughs> Like I can, the, the the DreamWorks kid, you know, jumping from the from the moon. It's, I, I used to get like all hyped up and uh, like, with uh, goosebumps now. Yeah, this company is awesome. They make awesome games. Now. Yeah, from finding a guy jumping out, oh, you know, from the moon. Now you can actually find a play jumping from the you know top floor. I guess. Bro, bro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no. You remember the start oh, of Jurassic that, Park? Wait, that would actually <laughs> be game? that would actually be an awesome viral video. <laughs> like someone like of their their employees like jumping off like the building and they put the music. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. How morbid. Yeah, we're gonna get sued. <laughs> now, remember Jurassic Park, the PlayStation 1 game? It started with the DreamWorks kid. His, uh, he throws the uh, the fishing line. Yep. And uh, the Velociraptor pulls him and eats him. What, what was that game? I mean, I, I dive, they diverge a bit, but what was the game since you mentioned dinosaurs? Um... It was basically Dino Crisis. Was Regina. it? Was it Dino Crisis? It was basic humans and and dinosaurs and uh... Dino Crisis. Yeah, and you had which I mean Regina. Sorry, <laughs> it was just cool, awesome game. Yeah, yeah, it was a very cool game. It was set in a laboratory in the first stages. Yeah. It was an awesome game. It I mean, was. I wish they make like games like sim- the kind of simple story. Right? For example, remember the cartoon like when we, when we were young, um, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Yeah, I remember that. How, how, uh, how simple and awesome can you but, get? But the problem is, we are at a day and age where games and movies have amalgamated themselves to an extent that one cannot work without the other. If a game doesn't have the na- the narrative of a good movie, mm, forget mm. it will have success. I mean, there are those no, that's, exceptions that's uh, for PSN titles or XBLA titles. Uh, for example, Guacamole. Mm. They they don't need good story. They just need gameplay. But that's a um, let's fuck about or fuck around for ten minutes kind of game. Yeah. Case in point, also next year, um, an Assassin's Creed movie and supposedly also an Uncharted movie is coming out. And the Ghost Recon movie. <laughs> exactly. And also in due course, they actually announced that they will also be working on a Metal Gear Solid. They have been movie. working for my, They have been working for a long time on Uncharted movie. Aviarad ha, had uh, had uh, purchased all the producing rights, but their first director um, left. I can't remember for who the fuck he was, but he basically left because he he was in the process of casting Mark Wahlberg to take on the role of uh, Nathan Drake, and the fans went ballistic. They basically wanted um, Nathan Fillion on board which is a good good uh, choice in my opinion I always prefer uh, 
Jared Butler. But anyway, Jared Butler that's, is that's, too that's, muscular to be. That's my just my. Opinion. Yeah, to be Nathan Drake, I guess. Yeah, that's Nathan true. Drake is the average Joe who actually kills a lot of mm, people. So basically, he's yeah, and has and still has the charm, you know, to yeah. you know every every minority on the world: black people, Mexicans, Arabs. You never see Nathan Drake kill a white person. Racist asshole. Moving on. Anyway, moving on. We have the Steam controller being revised already. Um, uh, the beta has launched um, about, what, three or four weeks ago? And uh, Valve decided to change their over-the-top design once again. Um, and scrapped their main touchscreen. So the controller was going to have um, two concave touchpads instead of analog sticks and a large touchscreen in the center panel, which was also a UI, but they have decided to scrap the touchscreen, the center touchscreen, and replace it with conventional D-pad and ABXY pads. So, yeah, similar D-pads so it's to basically... It's gonna be a similar controller to what we have now. So all that uniqueness boils down to just those concave uh, pads. Whilst I understand the fact from where, from where you're coming from with regards to the uniqueness that's missing, I, I I have to mention the fact that upon looking at the control that you know Valve are working on, it's it's weird and designed looks like alien so to speak. But at the same time, it. Given its curves and its ergonomics, I think actually, and also it seems very light. I mean, all the videos that you've, yeah. we can actually see on reviews on websites and even on yeah. YouTube, it does actually seem light. The ergonomics seem, you know, they actually fit much more comfortable in your hands. Obviously, I haven't tried the actual controller, exactly. but from what one can actually see till now, it it it's actually designed so they can spend long hours of gameplay you know you play with the controller it is it is um, uh, targeted to pc gamers and pc gamers are jacob (laughs) basically (laughs) so yeah uh, although then again we we have the (laughs) (laughs) we have the dualshock 4 controller which is uh, which can be used on on pcs as of now through cable and yeah, it is comfortable as shit and it's good as shit. Um, why, why would we opt for a Steam controller? Good question. The thing is, um, even you mentioned it, Matthew, um, the fact that, you know, Valve actually went down the road, you know, replacing the analog stick, the convention analog stick, similar to what Microsoft and Sony have done in their control pads, and, you know, opting to the, touch, to the circular touch pads. Yeah. It's weird and risky doing that because everyone's used to the conventional you know analog stick I, I think you lose the feel true true i can't imagine for w- example without a pressure how 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 can you control I, how fast you're going i get your for point. example i can't imagine for example myself playing for example battlefield 4 or battlefield 5 you know in due course or nobody knows racing game. exactly on the pc without the actual con- analog stick but at the yeah. same time I think it could actually be a good selling point for Valve. Let me tell you why. Because also, I've seen some tutorials to the sensitivity of the actual touchpad. And I was actually blown away how accurate and sensitive these bloody touchpads are actually yes. are. Yes. I very much doubt that, you know, if you're playing strategy games, like, for example, you know, any future Total War games, Command and Conquer, yeah. and what have you, 
I very much doubt that, you know, this controller might actually replace the mouse, but I think they will actually come very close to, you know, to the sensitivity you get from an actual conventional mouse. Yeah, but then again, with a mouse, you have something in your hands. You, you, you can feel and control um, the motion. With a touchscreen, and this is something you can see on, on tablets, on uh, smartphones, there is something missing, especially when you're playing a car game uh, or... Uh, or for example a first person shooter even if the sensitivity even the, if the dpi is, is high as shit you still have trouble adjusting yourself to that uh, to that kind of no i get your point cause yeah like for example first person shooters right the mechanical response you get from analog stick is missing with regards yeah. to a touchpad for example you know playing battlefield 4 in my case on playstation 4 to run you just you know press in the left analog stick and you, you know, push it forward. And exactly. the, obviously the character moves forward. With a touchpad, there's no actual pressing or anything. Exactly. You, know, you just it, move your thing. It's weird. It's, it's, it's strange. It's, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong. I, I don't know how successful it is. I, I hope it, it is successful because, God, I, I love Valve and their work and their projects are fucking awesome. But then again, I, I don't see the appeal and I don't see a sense of owning a, a Steam controller. I might be an only, the only guy who feels that way because I'm not a PC gamer, but still. You know what the problem with these kind of innovations is? The risk. No, besides that, thing is, I mean, certain things... You innovate as much as you try to innovate. People are still going to go to the or to the core, simplest. Um, for example, I mean, the, the, you try as much as you want, but the wheel is the most basic form of. Uh, exactly. Uh, you you can't you can't do anything better than the wheel. There there isn't. I mean, they've tried. I mean, there isn't. You any- are wrong. What, what? A wheel with boobs. <laughs> One boob on it. <laughs> no, but I mean, for for its core purpose, there is yes. nothing better yes, than. I, I agree. So, so you can't, you can't, you can't per- perfect the uh, anything over the week. So, my point is, I mean, with the concave um, touchpad, touchpads, and and all that. I mean, sometimes, I mean, the, the simplest things are the, are better. So, it probably that is like one of the reasons why they removed the uh, the central pad and like with the user interface. Yeah, so. yeah. Because I mean, there it, it would be the, a little bit too overwhelming for yeah. people. And the, the, what the people touch want, screen. what people want, are directional. I mean, something to give direction and something to give command. Exactly. And that's it. Uh, the thing is, um, uh, Sony introduced the the touchpad on uh, the central touchpad on the DualShock Four, and I believe it does work well. Oh yeah, I mean, it kills on four. It works brilliant. It is fucking brilliant. I actually had the opportunity to use obviously the touchpad whilst playing Assassin's Creed Four, and I was actually impressed, given that it's actually also a button that yeah. you know actually press it in. How sensitive it is. Talking about uh, that, Assassin's Creed actually didn't make proper use of that. If you if you play Killzone, and once I get it back from my friend, I will lend it to you. Once you play Killzone Shadowfall, you understand um, the kind of strategic um, perspective you, you have with, with the touchpad. I mean, with the, with the touchpad, you could control your drone, the drone that's with you. So okay. with a left push... Like owl, you mean, all right. Yeah, yeah. with a left push, you, you have the stun. With the downwards, you have attack. With the upwards, you have shield. So mm-hmm. there's another set 
of uh, of buttons which you have to cater for when going into combat. So, and they made use of that in such a good way that it just made the, the gameplay feel so much better. True. In fact, coming to that, they could, you know, UBI Soft could have actually introduced, you know, scrolling through the we- the weapons or gadgets that, you know, Edward has instead of, you know, using the traditional analog exactly. sticks or, you know, the other buttons, you can actually, exactly. you know, scroll through them. Exactly. That, that would have that been would a have cool have addition. Fe- that would have felt better, in True. my opinion. That would have felt better. Yep. One Back to the Steam controller, what I would like to add is that I really hope going forward Valve actually introduce, which I believe, you know, it would be idiotic from, from them, you know, not actually introducing a wireless model. Mm-hmm. But till now, the only prototypes we've seen were actually... It's... They said in the first uh, when they first announced it, they said that it will be wireless, completely wireless. I really also hope they actually introduce an audio dock output similar to what do you have on the PlayStation 4 controller? Because believe me, that's so cool. I forget the countless times you know my mom calls me, you know, hey, your phone is ready. Oh yeah, coming on as soon as I turn. You know, I pull the television with me because yeah. I because uh, I play with headphones and stuff. Having the output coming directly from the controller is a school as shit, I'm telling you. Yes. It's it's very comfy. And also, you know, uh, one last thing. I really hope that similar to what Sony have been doing and, you know, I hope they actually continue working on the compatibility between, you know, PC and console with regards to the controller. Yeah. You can, till now, you can actually use the PS4 or DualShock 4 controller. Through with, wire. Through wire, exactly, with the PC. Okay, it, limited in use, granted, it. but it's still a cool thing. Imagine yeah. if the, actually the control, the Steam controller, had to be also used with. with I the I, 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 I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it because even Logitech, as a brand, has been doing PC controllers for a long time. If it was possible, they would have adapted that to their controller. I think there there will be so many licensing issues that they just don't bother giving a shit. Yeah, true. I, I think know. yeah, I think licensing can actually put you know Valve yeah. off from doing it. Fine. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Chesco. No, I just got like coffee chills. <laughs> Kids anyway, these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're a thirty-year-old. You dumb fuck. Why? Why are you still heavy, heavy drinking with kids? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight is the new thirty. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Our our next huge announcement is from IO Interactive, who, following uh, Square Montreal's announcement of canning their Hitman project, they came out with a letter for their fans officially confirming a next-gen Hitman title, which will be an open-world title, which is fucking awesome. Really? It's awesome. Something I can get my myself on. Yeah. Mm. Oh, first of all, um, because we don't know you that much, are you a Hetman fan? A Hetman series fan? Thing is, do I you like boobs. <laughs> oh no, not, not that kind of discussion. <laughs> do you like fisting? <laughs> Basically, I I really like the Hitman series. I never actually got the chance and the opportunity to sit down and actually go through an entire game. But the last one, which was Absolution, I did you know get the chance to actually you know play around with the game and stuff. Exactly. You know, having an open world environment in a game title title similar to Hitman, um, I'm not sure about that. The the thing is, in Absolution, there's there there's already a hint of open world environment. True. So, so, wait, so they're, they're gonna take that kind of aspect 
and amalgamated with the gameplay and mechanics from the older titles, which is Contracts and, and Blood and Money. money. Yep. Because... So, wait, you be, basically you pay to go kill people and you're killing people randomly in an open world environment. That's my worry, in fact. So it's basically GTA. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that, it's, it's not... That's my point. The, the open world thing is not... Um, you have one map. One map. And... Uh, you you just have to kill people around the map. The open world thing is basically for each mission you have one map. Yes. Okay. So you have a target. But to get to that target instead of the conventional games when you have mm-hmm. one single corridor mm-hmm. and one single way to get to that guy you have so an open map and so you can go either through the roof so either to the sewers. So it's similar to... Um, you build your own waypoint. It's, it's similar to uh, Assassin's Creed kind of... Uh, that kind of model. Because yeah. you, you, with Assassin's Creed, you, you, you have a variety of options how to do your kill. In that aspect, yes, I would like to see an open world. And given the, if it, they stick to kind of what you actually suggested, my worry was that similar to what Chesco said, you know, that it becomes the next GTA. No. I mean, it wouldn't make sense. But having said that, you know, if they actually... I'm still stuck at 30%, you know, doing... Sh- Fuck all. <laughs> Going over, you know, running over cops, you know. Basically, uh, visiting strip clubs, <laughs> buying dildos. Actually, I managed. I managed to do. I didn't like, say in the game. I, I actually managed. What? <laughs> I actually managed to do the most awesome thing. Like I killed a couple of cops, ran to the beach, took a boat, drove the boat to the airport, got got into the airport, stole a jet, flew the jet, crashed the jet. <laughs> It is the achievement of a lifetime. I actually, I actually, I actually quit the game. I actually quit the game and strutted along, you know, along the corridor in my house. Like, you know, I did something awesome with my life. Without pants. Yeah, no one could tell me anything to bring me down. <laughs> um, Except that to... you were adopted. <laughs> back to the open world environment. <laughs> back to the open world environment you mentioned before. If they actually had to go down the route that you suggested, it would also be very similar to what Medal of Honor Airborne. Exactly. Where you jump off the plane, you have a huge map. Well, huge. For its time, For it was its quite time big. it was huge. Exactly. And basically, you have the objectives. It's up to you how you get to exactly. the objectives and which objective you do first. Exactly. So that's that's the same model that they that's really, are, are, are going for. That which would is cool. be a really cool idea. Actually. Yeah, which is cool. Imagine if they actually incorporated that in the next Max Payne. Max Payne um, talking about Max Payne Max Payne was as I told you before and you didn't know know that was that Max Payne was the testing ground for GTA, GTA. and in fact the GTA um, gunplay model was the exact photocopy of Max Payne that being said even though Max Payne in my opinion was a fantastic fucking title True. it didn't perform as well as they expected and I, I have no idea how they will evolve in the series, if they evolve in the series. But imagine, for example, back to Max Payne, where you have the level where you're actually infiltrating through the base to find, you know, Person X, so it's not yeah. to give any spoilers. Imagine that, right? Incorporated with an open world environment, whereby you can... Act- it would be an amazing title. 
it, it is something that I feel is missing from stealth games. True, similar to Splinter Cell. Exactly, Splinter Cell is very fucking linear, and that's why it was boring, and it was one of our worst titles of the year. But then again, I understand the linearity. I, I agree with you with that, but... The fact that you can actually have a different profile, so to speak, with how you actually interact with the game. You know, if you want to, you know, tune your character to be a stealth, you know, assassin, exactly. you can actually be, you know, do that. If you want an all-out, you know, run and gun, exactly. ass- you know, agent, you can actually do that as well. Exactly. That concept for Splinter Cell, from Splinter Cell, is actually really cool. Imagine if that they incorporated, in, for example, in Assassin's Creed, yeah. whereby you can have the all-out, you know sword brandishing you know wielding you know crazy assassin or as if a guy that wants you know focus more on stealth you know as assassins are quite renowned for imagine if they incorporate that idea into the actual character for Assassin's Creed that would actually be cool it would it would and also certain unlocks and gear and gadgets and also armor would be strictly related to the game of you know the type of gameplay they actually take yeah. during it, the story it, it would be vast with something like that would be too vast for a franchise like Assassin's Creed because the map has already evolved to a point where it's already too huge so they're adding a lot of side missions which we will discuss later on but I don't think it would be possible in the coding phase in the development phase unless they either they shrink the map or they scrap 30 or 40% of the side missions I never know. Well, UB are always are always boasting the fact that you know with each Assassin's Creed they're releasing, they're always you know pushing boundaries. In my opinion, I I think the game that really pushed the boundaries this year was uh, um, Grand Theft Auto. I have never seen such a huge map, such a huge map without loading screens True. and with so many side missions. True. 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 I, yep. mean, I mean, I'm yes, yes, it took that's, them, what, six, seven years to do, but that's, yeah, that's uh, uh, it's cool. That's, they that's the thing what that's like amazing me. I mean, I play, you play as much as you play it and you always find like new stuff to do. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like you, you get all those, like you mentioned the side missions, I mean, like people like stranded at the side of the roads, gunfights, gun literally yesterday I had to start the game three times because I was passing through a certain road. And just a gang of, like on motorbikes, you know, come and like start shooting at you. And I was like getting pissed off because I couldn't kill them. So actually, I actually started the game twice and I was getting like different cars to see if I could ram them, you know. And like, I actually got so much into it. I actually it took me like two hours to do just to bloody kill it, these like two idiots. It gives you that feeling, just like Skyrim does, um, uh, which is a completely different game. That but the that the world even without you, just is alive. Mm. It continues on its own axis, everything, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. That is one very big factor missing, for example, in in Batman Arkham Origins. Jesus Christ. Arkham Origins is one of the shittiest uh, game which has been adapted to an open world environment that was ever made. The open world environment, it's horrendous. Yeah. It's an, it, it is literally atrocious, yeah. period. But then yeah. the actual gameplay and the storyline, especially the storyline, is amazing. But then, uh, you know, you're flying through the city, right? Got him, so to speak. And the world is simply, you know, it, it, there's no interaction. All you see in Gotham City are thugs. Abandoned buildings. Exactly. And, you know, people being raped, shot, murdered, hanged, butchered, yeah. you know good stuff yeah <laughs> what <laughs> anyway 
Uh, the news section should have been short and it was long as shit. <laughs> But informative. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I think it's about time to move on to a discussion which uh, I wanted to have with um, Demis, also known as Demis, and Chesco. Yeah. Which is the games which have been lost at sea mm-hmm. or have been uh, um, cancelled altogether. Mm-hmm. So one of the titles which was lost at sea and you were happy to see develop was uh, Duke Nukem Forever, which actually took forever to, to do. <laughs> it took, what, 16 years? Something like that. 16 years. Yeah, it took, it took fucking 16 years to develop and, and, and you actually can see the different... I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, uh, probably uh, like the only one that played it. Over yeah, here that of course, uh, I, w- I would never play a Duke Nukem title. You, you can actually see um, the development stages in the game. Yeah. It's the ridic- different teams. Literally, it's, it's ridiculous. Jesus. I mean, the, the storyline is basically just a, an imitation and a continuation of all the other storylines from the previous games, yeah. starting from so, Duke Nukem Fox's daughter and stuff Duke like Nukem 3D, Duke Nukem uh, Rand of Babes, Duke Nukem Manhattan Project, well, you know, they're all the same story. You yeah. know, like, uh, Eric is like in, in peace, he's fucking all the chicks, uh, aliens come from, you know... Outer world, whatever, and they take over the world, and he has to save the world and fuck the chicks out. Which is penis. And uh, yeah, it's basically a testosterone ride, you know? Yeah. But I enjoy it because it's like, it's fun. It's it's like, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's like it a, takes good, you, a guilty, it, yeah, a guilty it take, pressure. Yeah, it takes you back to yeah, pre- yeah, yesteryear when we used to have fun with that shit. Exactly. Just because a game had the word fuck in it, it was, but, oh my but, god. But the, my thing, god. Is, the thing is, I, get to, I mean, uh, it's so evident there are like I, i remember this particular level i think it was something cool so you're still playing it no no ah. no not i mean got bored <laughs> i think it was called rock, rock vegas or something like that basically it's like las vegas and uh earthw- and an earthquake happens and everything goes to shit and the graphics literally are like something out of like a playstation 2 yeah. honestly then like um later levels Actually, you can actually notice the graphics are much better, and yeah. like the, the different more shadows, more you know, it's it, it's there's more depth to the to the graphics. It's it, it took so long. These kind of inconsistencies, we honestly, you know, put me off a game because yeah. <laughs> there was a guy in America who actually pre-ordered it in the 90s and kept the receipt. <laughs> and the development team, Gearbox, gave him a room full of uh, pre-order stuff because he was the only person in the world who actually pre-ordered the game and kept the receipt. I mean, I, I still have like, it's most, amazing. most of the Duke Nukem games because I'm, I'm a fan of Duke Nukem, as you know. But, I mean, it, it's... I mean, it's, it's one thing, you know, like... for. Duke Nukem 3D was amazing because it was like the first of its kind. Um, exactly. You know, that slapstick humor and vile. Uh, uh, it, wa- it was really uh, a 90s game. Yeah, exactly. But That's I mean, it. then, I mean, they repeated that formula 20 years afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you it know, didn't you, work. You, you just can't, you know, pull that shit anymore. So. Just like um, Sylvester Stallone's acting career. Yeah, which just doesn't which work I, anymore. Which actually I'm going to talk about later on in the movie. Segment. We will. Anyway, canned games. The first titles that come to mind are Eight Days and The Getaway 3, which were two titles announced for the PlayStation 3 in the beginning stage of, of its life. I mean, The Getaway 3, for example, 
was actually the tech demo for PlayStation 3. They used that game to show off the graphical capabilities of the game, and it was cancelled. Uh, reason being that during that time the Wii came out and uh, dominated so, the market back then. Uh, dominated the market, and Sony wanted to go to a more family-oriented. Um, yep. uh, strategy which didn't work and once they turned over and attacked directly Microsoft with the Xbox 360 they gained their grounds back and I believe by the end of the last generation they dominated that generation because they stuck to their roots they released exclusive upon exclusive and hardcore titles and it was a superior console and it it, I, I feel so bad that 8 days on the getaway were still projects set aside and never continued. It this looks bloody amazing. I, I I would compare that to Lethal Weapon, the film series. It is that kind of action game with, with two people um, uh, starring as the lead roles. Another game that you know that scanned, but you know it it was quite a big title back in two thousand and nine. Was Six Days in Fallujah? Yeah. By um, Atomic Games. And it actually that game actually stirred up a lot of legal disputes. controversy. Yeah, yeah, because initially, basically, when Atomic Games announced the release, you know that they're working on Six Days in Fallujah. Basically, for you know those that know about don't know about the the game title, it was supposedly to be with the U.S. forces going to Iraq, obviously in Fallujah, and in the second second battalion within the city. Uh, back in November 2004, you know, there were a lot and a lot of atrocious stuff going on. You know, lots of casualties for the Iraqi regime yes. back then. And also the U.S. forces lost a couple of soldiers during the gunfight. And, you know, like you said, it stirred a lot of controversy, both from the U.S. and from Britain. The fact that, you know, lost, you know, fallen soldiers, you know, the way that we're remembering fallen soldiers just doing a game so that everyone can actually, you know... Yeah, they're depicted the wrong way. We're not actually honoring them. We're just... Exactly. But having said that, I don't think it makes sense. Let me tell you why. Okay. So, for, you know, any future titles with regards to Call of Duty, for example. Call of Duty was quite renowned back then to do World War II games. But every, each and every Call of Duty game, they always have a legal dispute. Always. Every single one. The difference between Atomic Games... And Activision is that Activision have money. True. And so everyone who wants to sue Activision, Activision just give them... The mm, finger. Yeah. No, I get you. But, you know, at the same time, it would have been a really cool title. It you would know, have. Because you can actually get the chance to relive, on, you know, their life both, on both sides. Yeah, history. Both sides, you know, what they went through and what actually happened during the, uh, the siege of Fallujah, you know. And yeah. No, I, f- I feel like... Gamers were kind of um, cheated from actually having an an awesome, honest to to storyline game. When uh, in uh, during development of um, Resident Evil Five, they had to change the African American, um, African or African people to Caucasians because yeah. apparently it was like racist. Yeah. That. So so carrying Caucasians in every single other game that's okay but I mean you know put one person it, it, in the game is, and, it is something and you're racist I mean, it, it is something which is wrong I mean okay 
what, what the fuck? Why would there be so many white people in a tribe in Africa? Why? It doesn't make Why? sense. It doesn't make it, fucking it does, sense. That's 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 the thing. I mean, it was going. I mean, personally, I never played a game that was like. Although they can actually be missionaries. Do you want a Bible? Just. You know, but that that kind of compromising. Um, Bring, it makes bring, the story brings down, brings down, yeah, the storyline, and uh, it, it makes it makes the game, you know, less present to play and less realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I for agree. for six days in Fallujah, the interesting thing is that initially um, Konami agreed to back Atomic Games in the release of the game. Then, when all this controversy came up. Konami just pulled the plug and yeah. said we're not gonna back this game and literally Atomic Games you know back you know their project immediately grinded Died. to a halt yeah even Sink and Beset for Agent the Agent yes by, which was Rockstar's first yep. exclusive title for the PlayStation 3. 3 and it died uh, yet again that w- I'm really hoping that they actually you know pull up their pants and actually do Agent because even the setting Cold War how many games do you actually find, you know, set during the Cold War era? It would be amazing. Yeah. But uh, I is. don't believe they will work on it. I never they're, know. They're too busy on, on GTA 5. Yeah, I guess so. Another game that's, you know... Imagine cause... the amount of kids that don't have historical backgrounds. They actually think that Cold War would be like something like a normal war, but like in Alaska or something like that. Yeah, or as falling <laughs> Call of Duty. Telling you, I fire your mom. <laughs> Why isn't there snow in this game? This sucks. <laughs> It's not <laughs> realistic at all. Another game that you know, I am, I would really, really hope they continue with the series is Dungeon Keeper Three. Dungeon Keeper Two was the game that actually got me, you know, hooked on this bloody addictive hobby of mine. You know, a gaming similar to all of us here. Yeah. The um, Dungeon Keeper basically it's a strategic game point and click kind of where you build your base you train your minions skeletons goblins this that etc and for its time it was mind-blowing honestly the this tragedy involved the gore involved the torture scenes amazing i'm telling i really hope bullfrog again pull up their pants and actually do this game good stuff yeah, okay. <laughs> Torture, you know, like <laughs> rape. Yeah, yeah, having mistresses with huge titties and stuff, you know. The, the, the look on Chesco's face when a torture or rape is mentioned is perplexing, to say the fucking <laughs> least. I am worried about you. I would be worried too. Jesus Christ. Another title which is more recent, uh, it's uh, Star Wars 1313, which has officially been canned by Disney following their takeover of uh, LucasArts. Thank God. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, so so much, so much shit has come out from the... Lucas, uh, from, yeah, from the movie, from yeah. the movie point of view. Yeah, but from the... Games division, I mean, there was Star Wars, um, the Star Wars title were not that bad. I mean, okay, 1 and 5 was good, but 1313 was actually one of the games which I was looking forward to. But um, Disney have different plans for, for Lucas Studio, so we'll see. I'm actually, you know, looking forward to, to the new ones, because at least there's... The J- movie? Yeah, there's J.J. Abrams behind them, so... Yeah, and there's Justin Bieber... God, oh God fucking sweat. I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. I think that should end the discussion officially because now, now, and only now, 
It's time for the What You Been Playing segment. So, Jesco, what have you been playing? <laughs> GTA. GTA. I'm still... Past Jesus. six or seven episodes, Jesus. GTA. And with himself. Titties, yeah. man. Titties. Big titties. Big ass titties. Big ass titties. Oh, my lord. Is that what you do whilst, we, whilst talking to us? And is that the no, reason no. why you have uh, no, no, an like, erection right now? Yeah. <laughs> because the, the erection is constant. Because okay. I thought it was because of the torture and rape. No. <laughs> so. That's, that's actually... Like, the, the, the erection is constant. No, 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 no. <laughs> an ongoing uh, thing. Yeah. No, GTA. I mean, I, I've... I, I actually wanted to like continue the game, but I, I, I keep on getting, you know, like sidetracked and doing all the shit. That I, is something I, I rarely do, do so, side missions. I would, re- I just go for the single player campaign, finish the story, then do, uh, start fucking around. I, I actually wanted Literally. to, I actually wanted to do that. I was like actually driving back to the airport to continue the, the, the driving school. Then while driving, I actually see a mountain lion, like, and I'm like, oh, 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 let me, like, take a second, you know, and hunt this fucker down, kills me, and then I get all, like, riled up, and, like, I wake up in the hospital, like, I have no idea how far, actually track down back, like, to the same place, and, like, hunt it down, and I guess, anyway, I ended up, like, in a jet. <laughs> yeah. Is this actually in GTA or explaining what happened to you last night? <laughs> actually, last night was awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. GTA, GTA. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, Demis, what have you been playing? Uh, as you can imagine, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and contrary to what you said, I'm the actually kind of guy that will actually first finish the side missions and then actually do the... Jesus Christ. Yeah, wow. I know, that, that, I know. You, can't, you can't do that with GTA. If you if you try to finish all the side missions, you probably like take die. You probably gonna you probably like take to like well, I don't know like two thousand forty three. Mind you, <laughs> I know a couple of guys here in Malta actually platted GTA five. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, I know. There are so many unemployed platted. people. What, 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 what's you received the platinum trophy. There is uh, nothing else you can do in the game actually. Right. <laughs> it means full hundred percent completion, and also you got all the trophies and achievements in the game, including multiplayer, which multiplayer takes a lot of time. Yeah. You, you know, not yet, but you, you know what? Do I mean, these people work? I mean, I, I just stumbled across, um, you know, this crap stuff. You know, you have to collect all this crap. You call it crap? Scrap. Oh, okay. He does collect crap. That's like one of my collections. <laughs> and. Uh, Assorted feces. Is it, I mean, to get the, to get to get like um, platinum, you have to collect. I'm, I'm guessing all the scrap, everything. Y- you know how how ridiculously um, sporadic scrap is laid out in the game. Thing is, playing a game like GTA, I agree with you. It involves a lot of time and a lot of dedication. dedication. But you know, there are a lot of trophy collectors and hunters, yeah. and also trophy whores, including myself. That, yeah, we spend shitloads of hours, you know, going through the game, and there's a there's a form of satisfaction, you know, platting a particular de- game that you really, really liked. Yeah. So you know, you you gotta give them credit as well huh, for spending so well, much time, you know. It is something um, cool, but then again, how the fuck did you find the time to do that? No, I know, I know. It involves a lot of commitment, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> my my biggest achievement was masturbating nine times in one day. <laughs> you remember? We actually used to do that. Yeah. Together? No, no. That sounded so wrong. The way the way he put it. But we used to call each other in between to see like how how's it going. We had a leaderboard. Everything was analog that year, so we just had a chart out of the balcony. Remember when, like in the nineties? I mean, kids these days have it good. I mean, in the nineties, you would like get wires or whatever, and like download porn. They used to be like really crappy, low res. 20 second videos remember back in the day when we couldn't download videos and we had to use either gifs yeah, yeah. and, and, and it like, took hours to load the gif and it was like 20, 20 second videos 15 yeah. second videos now you have got hours jesus and, 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 and let's, so let's face it and anyway, why, why did we move on to porn we, we always move to porn that's his exception i guess right <laughs> jesus christ but yeah i was talking about our masturbation so <laughs> yeah together yeah okay <laughs> yeah um currently i'm playing with my up. <laughs> So you you have been affected by this discussion. Yeah, <laughs> most probably after hearing, like as you know, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag, yeah. and yeah, you're on your road to 100 percent completion. Sorry, you're on the road to yeah, 100%. very very close. So I'm almost at 89 percent, and I already I already have almost 68 hours of gameplay. Thing is, I Jeez. got lost so much, and the naval missions, you yeah. know, and there's. There's a morbid satisfaction of, you know, tuning up your jackdaw to a certain level and going to hunt bloody manowars, I'm telling you. And I got to a point where I actually used to, like, you know, attack one ship, stop immediately, lower down my speed so the actual manowar tails me. I find another manowar, attack him, right? Stop. And, you know, so that... In due course, I would have, like, you know, five or four manowars, you know, attacking me, and then I would attack them all. I got hooked. Why? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, there's something fascinating about, you know, the way the UBI software work on the mechanics, you know, with regards to the naval combat, etc. Same can be said, though. I have a, I have a lot of, you know... Points to Points, to yeah, to discuss. Yeah, I, I, I played Assassin's Creed as well, Black Flag, and um, being a fan of the previous title, which I enjoyed, even though it had a lot of fucking bugs and... A lot of loading screens, yep. but it felt like it had a different perspective over the series and the whole American history point of view actually gave it that boost um, uh, to feel a bit different from the from the stagnant series. And the naval, the introduction of the naval battles even made it gave that extra bonus. Thing is, Assassin's Creed Three was a good was a good game even with regards to the storyline like you say yes. the naval uh, sorry the american, american history. history you know what's involved etc the things that really put me off are the following first of all the bloody fucking loading screens yeah. i mean come on you're using an and you a actually you actually boasted the fact that they're using a completely new engine yeah. going into the frontier oh my god first of all it feels so squarish there are instances and also the this case in point is actually found also in black flag where you're traveling to the frontier in Assassin's Creed 3, you find a rock. Obviously, a rock is rarely, you know, out in, like, you know, in the wild, you f- rarely find a squarish rock. You find a curved or round rock, right? And you try to go on it. You see, actually, Connor back then, you know, vertically trying to go on the rock, as opposed to actually, you know, going, yeah. you know, jumping, jumping on the rock. It. Where is this invisible wall, you know, in the game? Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense. Case in point also, when you're in Kingston, in Assassin's Creed, 
at the very top part of the map there is like you know an outcrop kind of thing like a part of a forest jungle thingy the way Edward jumps on this platform it's a bit it doesn't make sense you know the way he, po- he positions his there, body there, there is no kind of smoothness there, there is no continuation it's in my opinion the characters um, feel too detached from the actual environment no, no, I get and that's it. a problem the biggest problem you can see with this detachment is the artificial intelligence oh if you go on a pontoon being chased by by soldiers and jump on a on a ship they they haven't been programmed to jump on the ship so they just fall in the water so you see waves and waves of soldiers just falling in water it's the most hilariously stupid thing i have ever seen in a game ever and not to mention the fact that the combat system all right give me a sec i know you you don't like arkham origins but taking the case with no, batman the combat of arkham origins is good the combat is amazing yeah. imagine if you very soft took the idea the idea just the idea right of how the mechanics revolves around the batman series into Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Oh my god, it would have been so such a good game. In fact, in Arkham Origins, you can take multiple take enemies downs. at at once, yeah. and you and you and you build one chain. In Assassin's Creed, no, you just lock into one person, and if you shoot, yes, you can shoot two people, yeah. but with swords and or with your normal fists, you can do that. Yeah, and also tying, tying to what you were saying about the the soldiers flowing in the sea. When they were like developing the software for uh, Lord of the Rings to make the thousands of thousands of um, enemies or... characters, basically like in the fight scenes, they developed a software called the Massive, which is basically you know the amount of people, and I, I think they're actually implementing it even in games now. And uh, <laughs> basically, every character was uh, a, a, a single AI on its own. And they put like thousands in the yeah. uh, in the scenes, and in the first screen test, they were like noticing that fine in the core, they were like crushing against each other and fighting. But like at the back, there were some of them fleeing. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they, were, like, they were like running away into the forest, like on their own. So it, they're, it, they're, it, it they actually like... had to they actually had to um, tweak every single. They had, they, yeah, they had to actually make them go like suicidal, basically, and like you know, actually go the, into the fight. That, that is uh, that is one of the things which I appreciate most out of Killzone. I mean, Killzone Two and Killzone Three and Killzone Four. You know what I'm talking about? The AI is spectacular. Yeah, it is. You, you I sometimes you you have in front of your chest high walls and a soldier shooting at you. You start shooting at him. He goes down and he starts crawling so you don't see him behind the wall and pop up somewhere else or walk out b- or walk behind you. That's fantastic. Thing is, I haven't played Shadow. I haven't actually got the chance to play Shadow for yet. Yeah, but with regard, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to actually yeah. you lending me the game. But case in point with Killzone 2 and Killzone 3, the AI was mind blowing. Yeah, you're 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 you know you're behind the ledge, you know, taking cover. Apart from the fact you're seeing soldiers trying to flank you, the ones in front of you are actually constantly peppering you with bullets and, you know, all the shit they've got. They also start throwing grenades at you. So once, you know, you're actually, you know, trying to watch where the guys that are flanking you, you know, where they where they are at, you actually have to be careful from the grenades that the others are throwing at you. Yeah. That's... It is very tactical and very awesome. Yeah, that's that's, some, that's something missing by by you. But you, 
then again, you have to appreciate the fact that Ubisoft don't have enough time to do that because Ubisoft as a publisher doesn't allow the developers enough fucking time to develop a title and that is a big problem. But then again, Matthew, how many times do you actually hear them that there is, they spent three years, for example, developing... I call bullshit. Yeah, I know. I, I know. call bullshit. Look, that is BS. If, if they had three years there wouldn't be so much loading time even in Black Flag. Because in Black Flags, there there still is loading They time. reduce the compared to Assassin's Creed yes, 3. But, but there still there's is. Still. Case in point, in Great Inagua, which yeah. is the island, you did the hideout for Edward, right? Why why didn't introduce a loading screen there? Why to yeah. get into the island, I either have to use the fast travel or as the loading screen. You why? get... You have to load to get in, and if you want to travel to somewhere next to the port, you have to load again. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make fucking sense. It doesn't make sense. And the map is not nearly as large as Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I really admire Ashraf Ismaili, the fact that exclusively on the footage that they actually had, you know, in the dev diaries, he actually admitted that they didn't spend enough time with the loading screens and that obviously in a very prudent way he confirmed that you know some things have to give way given that you have a deadline to meet so to speak but at least at least he manned up to the fact that they understand there's an issue it's it's not a problem with the developer again it is a problem with with the publisher going forward with the idea of releasing a title every year and it is one of those problems that Arkham Origins sucked ass because they wanted, and it's something I admire from Rocksteady Studios, they wanted a game every year from Batman, but um, Rocksteady Studios couldn't couldn't do that. So what did Warner Brothers do? They gave the project to a, a studio within themselves, Warner Brothers Interactive, and it sucked balls. Yeah, I know. It I was know. basically Arabian Goggles by Jacob. <laughs> That was basically it, and it is a shocking scene. Look, UBI yeah. Soft has so much. Given the, the storyline and the setting with the animus, they have they have literally the history as their playing ground. But the thing is, with each and every year, you know, releasing a new gaming title, right? They're cashing in too early on their investments, in my yes. opinion. Okay, given their expertise, their engine, which is fantastic. I mean, the graphics, wise, you know, you play the game. Yes. All whilst you're at sea and, you know, you're fighting the fucking Men of War. The graphics, the smoke, the sounds. The storms. The storms, the storms exactly. Cool. It's amazing. But then again... It could have been better. Gamers... It could have been better. I mean, they actually say that they've been listening to what gamers want. I mean, if you go on Google and go into each and every fucking forum, they can actually see... Gamers are pleading, crying out to them, please, you know, take a short break. Give us the gaming title with all, with you know with less flaws exactly. th- than they're actually delivering. Why? Exactly. Honestly, with each and every Assassin's Creed title that I play, regrettably, because you know that I'm a uh, hu- I'm a huge diehard fan of the series. Of course. Each and every game feels incomplete. Exactly. With its flaws. I, I completely agree. I completely agree with you. And this would be actually to their benefit. Taking case in point Rockstar. Okay, they took almost six, seven years to complete GTA but 5. But it's a fucking good game. Exactly. Imagine if they had to take, for example, a two-year, three-year break and release one massive game. It could actually be a killer to other franchises. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame because, you know, with regards to the storyline... 
It is a very good series. Yeah. I like I mean, it. I mean, the, which title in 2014 has shitty sound? How can you have a game from such a, a prestigious series and franchise and a big company behind behind its back? How can it have crummy sound? No, no, I get it. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I, you know what I'm talking about. The surround effects are not that good. Um, voiceovers are not that good. Another, again, another, and there are a lot of sound glitches as well. Another, so you mentioned sound glitches. For example, when you're in the smuggler caves, right? Yeah. Obviously, Edward is unarmed, so he doesn't have his hidden blades and gauntlets and stuff. If you're actually engaged in combat and you try to deflect, deflect, um, you know, um, a blow, an enemy attack. You can actually see sparks flying off his arm. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? He doesn't even have anything on his arm. How can flesh actually generate sparks? Okay, maybe Ubisoft was much more geared on the naval, etc. But to me, who is a, which I am a, I'm a huge diehard fan of the of the series. These small things go a long, long yeah. way for me. Yeah, there, I mean, there's I, a lack of attention to detail. Exactly, and. Take, for example, you know, a game that really, you know, blew me away with the attention to detail. Case in point, for example, is Mass Effect. Or Last of Us. Yeah, or Last of Us. Another game, for example, that they really went out of their way to pay specific attention to detail is Dead Space, for example. Yeah. Dead Space, I'm telling you, oh my god. Apart yeah. from the setting and surrounding, the, the way characters interact, the environment interacts with you as well. I mean, they're... There's something missing from... from it is. And it is um, a problem of time constraint. And I don't fully agree that time constraints should affect the game so much. Yeah, and um, case in point, UBISoft, they've been boasting so much that they have separate developer teams no, working on this, that... No, no, it's, it's not, not enough. enough. What, what I would suggest is basically because lately um, they have announced that um, uh, they're thinking about a new setting, a historical setting for the upcoming project. That's and they fair. mentioned India, which will tie in with the next comic. Japan. Um, Japan which uh, weirdly enough journalists only focused on Japan out of the whole strange. interview which is strange and fucked up yep. they always, uh, also mentioned World War 2 an Assassin's Creed set in World War 2 which would be cool thing is uh, and our idea our something which we would like to see actually Assassin's Creed set during the Great Siege of Malta no, that would be amazing that would be fucking that, amazing that would be amazing thing is I did a, you know since I'm a huge follower of the series I went a bit overboard with my research and did a couple of research from my end like I said with the enemies UBI Soft have so much they can actually go into case in point for example uh, Japan China Egypt uh, French Revolution John Dark Napoleon battles. Imagine that Napoleon with the you know Napoleon French inv- Revolution. Exactly. There are so many. World War One. Alexander the Great when yeah. the Greeks actually invaded Persia and went all the way down to almost to into India. Imagine that setting as well. Yeah. You know. Imagine the setting of um, uh, of uh, the Spartans taking over the Persians. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same setting for three hundred. Imagine that. You see the that battle. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome. With the setting, UBI software are in exactly the right position that they can actually, you know, put their minds at rest, that they can actually release numerous titles in the coming years. But not every single year. Take your bloody time. Gamers out there want to actually see a complete game as opposed to exactly. an incomplete game. Well, if developers think that 
you know, just having a good storyline is enough, believe me, all you need to do is just go on the internet, check in the forums, and you could tell that gamers pay a lot of attention to detail. Yeah, but they still buy it. That's the problem. They, that's, that's, they the, know, that's the problem. That's a, if, they, if know, people... they know that, I mean, even if it's flawed, this is like Microsoft. Like with, with all the operating systems of Microsoft. Yeah. They know that people are going to moan and they're going to bitch and they're going, but you're still going to buy it and yeah. you're still going to yeah. play it and you're still going to love it. And, and you know, and you know, it's, uh, I mean, you're going to be pissed off, but you're still going to play it and yeah. love it. And I mean, they do it. I mean, they just put it out, uh, fraud, and they're going to fix it, you know. I completely on, agree with you. Way Similar there. to a Call of Duty. I mean, honestly, from one Call of Duty, the modern war setting, right? If, if Activision took a shit. It's, it's more if, if Activision took a shit in, in a the box, box and put it for sale, people would still buy yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I think it will even sell more. I know. Just for the uniqueness. Because every shit would be different. To me, the best Call of Duty One game I've played... <laughs> <laughs> to me, the best Call of Duty game that I actually played till now is World at War. Because they actually... Right? We even within the storyline, which is something, you know... Activision actually really focus on their franchise to Call of Duty. They go into it, you know, out of their way a bit, you know, to make it a bit interesting, etc. Well, that war was truly an amazing game. The sound, the story, everything is so great about that game. But then again, I mean, with the pre- with the following titles, I mean, Modern Warfare, okay, it was good. Then Battlefield 3 and Black Ops, oh my god. Then Battlefield 3 came out and instantly defined the benchmark of how a war simulator should be yep. with the engine the physics the the weather the bullet drop everything i mean tying up to what chesco said given when you have such a strong franchise going on and you know that people out there will fucking buy the game it it hurts me to see you know a, a company like ubi soft they actually go down the route of, you know, milking every single penny out of, you know, gamers, which it sucks. To them, it's more lucrative like that because they, they can't afford. I mean, GTA, for example, they, they made so much money from GTA 4 that they couldn't afford, um, you know, taking that time to develop it. But I mean, with other games, like smaller games, and I say smaller, it isn't like the size of actually the, the, the game. Um, uh, they, they can't afford to... to, to be paused and you know have everything like waiting on the game to actually exactly so, so they have to put out x amount of material every period so they can yeah. actually cash in on it and, and unfortunately it's not the ideal way how to do it but they do it i mean this is done even by cinema directors they i mean you get directors for example like um spielberg he puts out i have no idea like two movies a year and like um you would have like that one blockbuster and then you have like the others that he might have produced or like co-written or whatever which aren't like exactly you know like they're not Oscar material but it keeps the, the money flowing yeah everyone does it's like um, it's a business at the end of the yeah, day and true. they need the cash flow but then again Ubisoft have so many fucking titles and teams so I, I, yeah Ray I, I don't think I don't think it's feasible the only way to keep the the series interesting is to actually break it down so we have a main assassin's creed franchise going on with the with the um the current um historical backgrounds and then you have a more modern take on the on the um 
on the series. That will work bad so, for me, though. Edwardian or Victorian London. Imagine yeah. that yeah. World War One, World War Two. I mean, for spies for, for during example. the Cold War area. They, they 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 could go into that. If you want, I mean, Victoria. Edward, I mean, you you could get into like um, Jack the Ripper, for example, which would yeah, be awesome. it would be. I mean, they have so many things. Thing is, with UBI Soft, they're they're quite good with their Easter egg, so to speak, as a figure of speech. Because yeah. you know, I'm a collector. Apart yeah. from you know a huge follower of Assassin's Creed, I'm actually a collector of all their collector's edition and merchandise as well. You've been to my place, you've yeah. seen it. Um, Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shocking took him three hours to show me everything and I still don't believe he showed me everything <laughs> um, I've showed you a couple of lithographs from the case in point for example from the Animus edition from Assassin's Creed Revelations apart from that also in their inbuilt easter eggs case in point in Black Flag yeah. there is a specific email so I want to give any spoilers to our followers here there is a specific email whereby it actually takes the piss out of UBI Soft, you know, release exactly. each and every year a game title, but also it highlights a very important point. The fact that, and they actually have uh, photos accompanied to this email showing the next possible settings, which case in point were uh, a Chinese assassin assassinating a Mongolian soldier. Yep. Um, the um, the World War One. The the setting of World War One, where you have the front, uh, the front line where the trenches. You see yeah. these big cannons firing during night time. You see in the background also, if I remember rightly, uh, the cavalry. Yes. And then you see one officer to the side lighting a cigarette, and with his helmet on. Yeah. Apart from that, there is also the setting of the pyramids. I've shown you that. I've shown yeah. you that in the email, whereby there is this Egyptian assassin with the pyramids in the background. Yeah, exactly. All this combined together actually confirms that UBI Soft are not stupid. They know that they have the history. The history, history is literally at their, at their feet. It's their playing ground. So again, back back down to what you know, other gaming entity reviews have been saying with regards to the next possible Assassin's Creed. It's stupid to say that they're only focusing on Japan. No, no, no it's no. stupid. But it's stupid. Uh, the history is vast. Exactly. Uh, let's say it how it is, and uh, it's not uh, stuck. And it's not something that uh, that's always changing. It's there. They can use it whenever they want. I honestly believe that with regards to the spin-off that you mentioned, I think that from the comics, they will now hopefully go into the story of Daniel Cross, the modern-day, so to speak, Desmond. But Daniel Cross is the... Um, when you, with, with those of you who actually read the comics, he actually plays the part of Nikolai Orlov. Exactly. who is a Russian assassin that you play between the 1800s and 1928. And as you all might know, 1928, that era, is the end of the World War I series. Exactly. So imagine if they actually went that with the spin-off. That would be amazing. amazing. They could tie up two actually things they, together. They have so many possibilities. It's, it's, it's almost a no-brainer. It's just the fact of um, if they can... Publish these games on a yearly basis because yeah, yeah. it's it's simply impossible changing a game so much when you have um, an engine, a physics engine, and an environment engine already set for what they are currently doing. Last two points I would like to add. Again, I really admire the developer that mentioned the fact that he would have really liked to eliminate the loading streams from Black Flag, which have been which would have been so cool. Exactly. And last but not least, um, the fact. That please, Yubi, listen to us. Give us a complete 
game for once. <laughs> for once. We'll see about that. Yeah. Another title which I have been playing, uh, apart from Assassin's Creed, of course, is uh, Walking Dead Series 2 from Telltale. And although Telltale have managed to come back with, with, a, with a decent enough continuation for Season 1, I believe um, it doesn't live up to its predecessing season. I mean, I can appreciate that now you are playing from the perspective of a, of a young kid, which, which makes it even harder to run away from zombies, to defeat zombies. You're weaker, so there's a limited number of interactions you can do. But then again, story-wise, I didn't feel so engulfed in, in, in Walking Dead as I felt in Season 1. And I, I don't know why. What do you think? Do you think there's a missing factor? Missing setting, maybe? I don't know. I don't... Either it's because you're playing as a kid and as a... Uh, when playing through the eyes of a kid, you, you, I, I don't feel like... I am that kid. I mean, Clementine, and for those of you who didn't play the season one, please um, skip forward. Um, Clementine is your only surviving member from the group that uh, that uh, that you play with in uh, season one, and your main character dies off at the, after the first season and. She was basically her companion in season one. When taking over her role, it feels so fucking different. It feels strange, to say the least. And I didn't feel as comfortable as when I used to play with Lee. Okay. It's either because it's a kid and you, there are... I guess also the limitation is the fact that you were a kid. Exactly. Because, and... you know, if a zombie apocalypse had to actually occur, you know exactly well. Or else you have an idea what to do. Obviously, exactly. run, stay in the shadows, this, that, etc. She, she is still great. Because... Even maybe the common sense factor is not actually but, there. But because she has been through so, so much in season one, there is still that common sense. Okay. The problem is that it takes you twice or three times as long to kill a zombie. And... Uh, now, because she's a kid and there are limitations story-wise, you meet another group. So since you meet another group, I feel that the story is just repeating itself with a different setting. And yep. I don't feel that's the way it should have gone. Uh, it's still good, but okay. I don't know. Maybe they took a step it's, back. It's, it's the same problem when I spoke to Bertu um, uh, two, two episodes ago. After Telltale announced Borderlands, Game of Thrones, and they ha already have um, uh, fucking Walking Dead and uh, The Wolf Among Us, how many Telltale games um, can we play without feeling bored and without feeling that it's, uh, the, the same stuff is repeating itself? Same point. We discussed this the other day. Um, with the Modern Warfare setting, kind of. Yeah. Battlefield, uh, Call of Duty, everything is evolving around modern warfare and future combat. How about we finding a new developer, hopefully, or maybe a new team, exactly. where, whereby they actually go back to the to the World War setting? I really miss. Imagine World a World War Two game with today's graphics. It would be much yeah. more fucking interesting than seeing all those think, polygons. Jasper? You mentioned there is a film coming up whereby you have a team... Monuments, man. Monuments, man. Imagine that setting in an actual game. 
like you said, developers over the years have been so stagnant with the fact that, you know, World War II, Nazi versus the Brits, maybe include a couple of Russians there, and then, boom, that's the only story. No, there's so much to World War II. Yes. Imagine, yeah. Japan, imagine. China, exactly. Pacific Japan, War. Japan, uh, there, Pacific so War. The Monuments Men setting of the... Malta. Malta, yeah. Again. Malta, it's not because it's local, but Malta is the only place in the world which was actually awarded the George Cross. Yeah, true. For its its contribution Statistically in speaking, Malta per square mile was the most bombed well, country uh, in the world. Yeah, country we're, we're, we're technically in the world. The statistic is Malta got actually let's do it the other way around. Britain got all the bombs that Britain got in the whole of the war Malta got in one week. Yeah. And that's yeah. a fact. But so again, tying up to World War II, there's so much that developers, if they want to, you know, introduce something different to what we're normally used to, Malta, case in point. Another point is the similar story to the Monuments Men. They might actually include the Amber Room, apart from the, the Pacific War that you mentioned. Another fact, going up north though, Scandinavia, as a part of Europe, it's quite renowned given the climate conditions, etc., for a chemical called heavy water. Heavy water is one of the main ingredients that you need to actually produce uranium, which obviously entails to nuclear power and the nuclear bomb eventually. Imagine there was actually, there are a couple of documentaries on YouTube and obviously on the internet that actually explain the campaign that the Brits engaged with the Scandinavians to fend off the Nazis from actually getting their hands on heavy water. Imagine again a developing team that actually takes that on board. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard because the, the, the possibilities the, the, there are, there are, there are there. so many possibilities. But the problem lies with what the people want, and people still fucking buy Call of Duty and the Battlefield, which are all set in modern warfare. So, how can the developers convince the publishers that they should move to another era? Yep. Anyway, um, that was a long what you've been playing segment, but um, informative. Okay. Yeah, informative. And yeah, fruitful. Again. <laughs> um, I think now we should move on to the Chesco Movie Pass segment. So here we go. Bring it. So, a couple of um, news. Apparently, Batman vs. Superman got postponed. Oh, thank God. I hope it gets (laughs) cancelled. To 2015. Because they said they wanted to develop the story for... It means that they can't do a story at the moment because the story is so over-the-top stupid and not relevant outside of the comic world. Probably. Yeah, (sighs) and and, uh, unfortunately, now this news actually, you know, pissed me off, but hey, what can you do? Um, Quentin Tarantino postponed his next movie, um, The Angry Eight, because someone leaked parts of the script. And... uh, He's so he, he's he's gonna rewrite it. Either rewrite it or, or else he's actually considering um, uh, developing it into a novel and just put out a novel or something like that. He, so yeah, he he's so obsessed about the storylines of his his movies that even like, so, a little part got leaked and 
basic, just candidate basically. Which is pissing off because I love Quentin Tarantino. Um, this, now this next news I actually can confirm. We kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I actually can talk about because now it was confirmed that it was actually spoken about by the actual producer and director. Um, a series going to be shot locally, co-produced by... Uh, was that so? yeah, yeah, co-produced by a Canadian um, giant um, about the Great Siege of Malta. <sighs> Two seasons with, I think it's uh, 12 episodes each. Big budget and, uh, you know, wow. well, yeah, amazing. Who's taken the, the lead role of um, Suleiman or and there's two there's two searching for a, a plus actors but is there someone uh, the, there's the, there's talk of a couple of actors which I can't talk about but yeah you suck <laughs> <laughs> that ought to be a very interesting series imagine yeah. imagine Danny DeVito as Suleiman <laughs> Danny DeVito <laughs> be awesome uh, and Justin Bieber is love the what <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Please. Oh, oh, um, Where's the bathroom? <laughs> having, having, um, you know, the, the nominations for the Oscars being um, put out last week, um, uh, I might as well talk about a couple of movies which um, they're like the most important, which have been mentioned through the two nominations. Most importantly, um, some guys on Mike was nominated for the Best Supporting Actress Award. In fact, yeah. Which is <laughs> cool. No, no, but... Uh, Weird. Best Supporting cool. Actress. Um, there she... Um, my opinion, the, the two biggest um, uh, contestants are... Sasha Gray. No. Uh, or these are the other Oscars. Yeah, the, those are the AVNs. Oh, Scarlett Johansson and... Uh, and Amy, 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 Amy. Amy Winehouse? No. Amy. <laughs> I can't remember the surname, but she, she's a supporting actress in American Hustle. Oh, okay. No, American Hustle, amazing movie. Amazing, amazing movie. Christian Bale is amazing in it. Um, watch it. It's uh, 70s. Um, I would so I would base um, uh, the judgment, the winner, um, on basically on cup size. So it's quite a if, would if, be the you had, if you had to go with cup size, then uh, the winner would around would be the Wolf of Wall Street, tits from beginning to end, all over. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's again, it's another nomination um, for Leonardo DiCaprio. Jesus Christ! Probably he won't. never won an Oscar. No, never. He probably like won't win this. Yeah. Also, so just kind of funny. Um, uh, yeah, but that's actually a really nice movie. I it's a really good movie, and uh, again... Um, I think his best performance, and I don't know if you agree with me, was in Django Unchained. Django was really good. Although it was a supporting role. Yeah, but he, uh, that was no, his best... Uh, th- that was a very good role, but in this he actually outdid himself. And, and normally I really don't enjoy um, DiCaprio's performances. Personally. Wolf of Wall Street, you mean? Yeah, right. but Wolf of Wall Street he actually out- outdid himself. And cool. he's supported by Jonah Hill, which is bloody amazing. He is amazing. He... I mean, he came so, so he came so far from the, the big drawing teen. Yeah, that teen from uh, super belt to what he is now. He is actually really good. Um, uh, and actually, the one that impressed me the most, I was honestly impressed, was her. 
by Spike Jones with uh, Joaquin Phoenix again. Remember Spike Jonesy um, was in uh, in uh, a Jackass. Yeah, yeah, he, he was one of the writers of Jackass, yeah. and it's he so actually weird. came up with a really original, nice, truthful movie. It's, original? I, I wouldn't say that. It is. It is quite original. It, it's original. No, but okay, it's it's original in the sense it, the approach, the the look of it, the colors. I mean, the, the, cinema, the, but, the but, cinematography of it, being a story about relationships and love. There's a lot of warm colors that like focus on red, for example, which is it's it's really nice. It's really nice. Um, again, Scarlett Johansson. You only hear her voice. She's like the the voice of the. Uh, and she got system. nominated for this yeah. role. Yeah. And she doesn't even. She it's basically just her voice. That's impressive. Yep. It's no. She she actually. I mean, you you. That's the that's the whole thing. You can actually feel her presence in the movie, even though it's just a voice. It's so profound. Like, um, and. Just going to mention this because it's kind of funny. Again, um, the movie Grudge Match is basically again like old actors, you know, trying to do something with you know their lives, and it's basically a movie about um, Sylvester Stallone fighting oh. fighting uh, Robert De Niro. Again, and the funny thing is, the funny thing about it is, um, of course, because. Um, uh... The, it's a boxing movie. Yeah, it's because Ra- Raging uh, Bull. Rocky and Raging Bull. Raging Bull, and that, but they don't. It's not like a direct um, connection to those movies because the characters are named like differently. But, yeah, but it's it, a is, it is so obvious, and it, I actually enjoyed watching the movie because again really? they, they take yeah because they, uh, they take themselves they don't take themselves seriously and they actually um, joke about like there's like a lot of Easter eggs about. Rocky and uh, Raging Bull, for example, to, to mention a couple. Um, and the Rocky, he used to, you know, like open eggs and like swallow the eggs. The, actually, in this one, like the coach makes him actually swallow the eggs and he's like almost trying to almost gag, gagging, you know, like, it's kind of funny. Or for example, like the, uh, he starts to train and uh, he goes into like where they keep the meat. And then the Rocky, he starts like punching the meat, you know, like the, the hanging meat okay. and he's going to start punching the meat and the coach comes and what the fuck are you doing they're punching the meat who the fuck punches meat <laughs> what the fuck type of training is that <laughs> you get like this face of Sylvester kind of you know he actually used to do it in Rocky and he's like <laughs> it, it's actually funny and uh, I mean by no means it's like you know like cool. Um, cool. Uh, like Oscar uh, material but it's it's funny it's something yeah. you, you would watch I'll like keep you know an eye for that. Uh, it's uh, it's a decent move. I'll buy the Blu-ray. No, you know you won't. <laughs> yeah, but... Um... You know what I'm looking forward to? Mm-hmm. Van Damme's Welcome to the Jungle. But, but you, you like... Uh, I have a soft big. spot for Van Damme. I, 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 I used to like his movie when I was young. Uh, I actually never And liked... I appreciated the Volvo advert. Oh my god. Holy that... shit, that takes a lot of skill. He is and guts as well. Yeah. Imagine if you know they found the pot. Oh no, they're not the mold. So. <laughs> right. That's actually shot on a runway. It's yeah, uh, but it's still, I mean, 
one they rock. were they weren't traveling like five kilometers per hour no and they were traveling a like hundred but uh, they uh, actually made so much money out of that advert uh, Volvo's shares went up through the roof I actually, amazing I actually enjoyed the all the spoofs like for example with Putin and the locally with our prime minister they oh. Right, <laughs> fun. Anyway, um, I think we should end the show because yes. we have been going on for what two hours? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Probably like one of the longest episodes ever. Yes. Uh, Sorry for the Demis. Demis. So. <laughs> Um, remember to follow the news and reviews from our website on www.someguysonmike.com. Follow our abandoned YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash video. You can really not follow it because we haven't updated it in one year. Okay. But yeah, we don't really give a shit about it. Um, you can follow us also on Facebook and Twitter and... If you want to keep updated with the radio show, you can subscribe to the site on the Join Us page. Um, also, since uh, Demis or Demis is here, um, you can join the group, the open group on uh, Facebook, which is PS Blog Malta, p.s.blogmalta, slash cock. <laughs> And there's a, there's a, a couple of guys uh, who are interesting to talk to, and another couple of guys who are interesting to troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trolling is actually uh, a, a perk. So, anyway, um, we'll be seeing you in two weeks' time, and uh, I don't know what games we'll be reviewing. Maybe Knack, maybe we will start to review porn, because there are a couple yeah. of uh, porn movies which we are interested in, yep. not watching together, but. Next week, <laughs> Rumpo Force, <laughs> shitty, shitty gangbang. Glad he ate her. <laughs> Backdoor sluts nine. Doctor, do me a little. Four. Sixty-five. <laughs> anyway, I lost my track of thought. Uh, uh, we would also like to welcome all the new Bulgarian friends. We appreciate all the fans out there. And uh, we will be back in two weeks' time. Remember... Do not fist without Vaseline.